0: Sorry, the
1: number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the
0: Wi Fi (laughs) out. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I'm ready.
1: Hello, and welcome back to our 50th episode of Hold On. I'm almost there. This has been a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and everything in between. With your hosts,
0: Tom the Blade,
1: and myself, Uncle Frank. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been an amazing ride, and today we're taking a look back at our beginnings that's right. And, and where we are now and where we plan on going in the future. That's right. So have a seat, do them chores or twist a wrench while we dive down today's rabbit hole. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, so... Fifty episodes the big five zero Holy moly and boy has it been an incredible ride uh, I think it was yesterday I started listening to uh, Mike Tyson's autobiography Iron uh what is, I think it's called like iron will okay and it's amazing. All of the things. Well, (laughs) no, not after reading the book, but I'm I'm on chapter
0: eight. Was it written in a big crayon? In in, in a big red crayon.
1: So, what we're talking about on our show is what his his mentor uh essentially coached him in to my so, custom-otto. Yes Customato yeah okay. he he essentially took someone that was broken and that's what his his thing was he was he he always took in the most broken folks to to repair them and help them get on their way and you know he could he was a really good judge of character um and, but All of it was I want you to repeat these things. I want you to to say these positive affirmations, right? You're going to talk about your goals and we're going to take all the negativity that you've had in your life. You know, people telling you that you're not anything and you're not going to amount to anything and we're going to create goals and we're going to make you a a better person. Now, how far he got, you know, obviously he he became the boxing champ. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of behind the scenes stuff that he talks about in the book that I mean this could be detrimental to so many people out there. And then, you know, he he, sh- he probably shouldn't have survived as long as he has. But no comment. We're talking about making changes right. these small changes and just a continuation of changes for the better that one percent that you get better
0: one percent
1: and i listened to episode number one and you know if, if any longtime time listeners it, it started out with shane and and i and the very first episode was super crude it was just i mean essentially two guys hanging out in a bar yeah. and is very slapstick very you know didn't really have a a uh, focus <laughs> it was just two two dudes talking yeah. and now you know we we have a a serious aim for just getting better and it doesn't even matter what you're trying to get better at, but just the fact that you want to improve from where you are today. And it, it's 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 amazing the the struggles that he went through, the positive affirmations that uh, that Cuss really instilled in him to break his mindset of being this petty thief kind of petty thug into training his brain to tell himself that he was something better
0: okay. <laughs> if you say so uh have you read the book no no but i've been a follower of mike tyson i followed his career i followed his antics uh since right. custom Auto. i'm a big fan of custom Auto. um i don't know when that time when that autobiography was written I don't know if it was after he bit off Holyfield's ear or the rape accusations or all the problems he's had since then. No. Uh, but, um, right, uh, personally, I've dealt with people in much worse situations who come out much better, who've done much more, who haven't allowed those type of situations to affect them in such a way and basically use that as a crutch, right? Anytime something goes wrong, you know, it's always the victim mentality. That's the one thing, if anything, that I've ever said on this show that I can try to give you a crutch. Don't adopt that mentality. You're either a victim or you're a victor, right? And that's simply all it is. And it sounds like that's what Custom Auto was trying to instill in it. Some people it doesn't take, some people refuse to take that because it's always easier to take the victim mentality. It's always easier to blame somebody else. It's always easier to say, it's not my fault. It's always what happened to me back then. It's never about what I can do today. And that's Customado tried to instill that into them. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that always worked, right? Because we saw, we've seen it. It's it's front page news all the time about all these things that he was getting involved in. Choices that he was making. It always comes down to choices. It's 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 talking about taking ownership of your life. Either you take ownership of your life or you don't. You either allow other people to run you or you run your life. It's that simple.
1: No, that that's really true, but the the reality is it is that it's very easy it's very easy to slip back into old habits right because because we try to push these new habits and and our our you know our brain is wired to stay safe and stay in what we know and you know putting these new habits in there does it it
0: sticks for a while. And then be fired sometimes... up that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's I can stuff. see you. Pacing, you know, it's one of these man. things we talk about yeah. life is hard. Life is hard. You have to be harder. It's simple. When you take ownership, we take ownership of the good. We take ownership of the bad, right? We can't blame others. Once we start keep falling into that habit, that's why we fall into those bad habits, and we keep allowing things to pile up on us. It, 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 it takes on that victim mentality, and like it, it always comes down: you're either the victim or you're the victor. And it's a decision. It is a decision you make daily.
1: Yeah, it it really is. That's that's really what it boils down to. And you know, going back to this being our fiftieth episode, right. talk about discipline. Talk right. about, you know, determination to yes. make this something that's going to be long lasting. Right. Uh, the work that you've put in, the work that I've put in to make right. sure that these episodes get out there. You know, uh, I was just talking to someone the other day uh, just that just recently started listening to the podcast. He's like, you know, how what was, what was the worst thing that has happened on your podcast? And I was like, Oh, I can tell you exactly what it was. We recorded an amazing episode and one of us, you know, for whatever is our, our, technical difficulties, it didn't record. And, you know, I, I kick myself because the first time it was me and the second time that, you know, it was an even better show. Um, You know, it it wasn't me that time. And, oh, man, I was just so upset. But then, you know, I I came clean. I was like, hey, look, we we didn't record this episode. We got to put something out. And you and I got together. You know, I think it was like. Eight o'clock. It was late, yeah. Yeah, it was Got late. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, we 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 need to put something together, and that was probably one of our shortest episodes. I think it might be, you know, twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah. You know, it was real quick. Hey, you know, nothing nothing is gonna be perfect. You can always shoot for perfect, but it's not gonna be perfect. Right. Stay stay consistent. Put something right. out there. Put something on the books.
0: It's a certain amount of uh, responsibility, right? What did I just say? Taking ownership, right? Yeah, we made a decision that this is what we're going to do on a week, weekly basis. We had something that went wrong. You said, hey, we got to get this fixed. We got we to take ownership of what happened and, and do something about it. And that's exactly what we did. And actually, if I remember correctly, that show ended up being a pretty good show. It was. Um, it really was. Well, uh it was a good, lively topic that we were talking. Time passed by quickly. Uh, we, we talked much longer than we were expecting to talk. We thought mm-hmm. we to come off. Sorry. We wanted to do better, but this is it. But no, we kept going. Um, and it, 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 it was good in the aspect that we saw that, okay, look, on the fly, something happening. Right? When it all boils down to it, all we got to do is just get back on board and we can do it. And, and that's what we did. And we proved it to ourselves. And I know... Just speaking from my perspective, it puts me at a lot more ease, knowing that we at any time, you know you can call me and we can sit down, and we can have a discussion and talk about anything and put out a pretty good show.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I love some of the the early on, like early in the week, sometimes Sundays or Mondays when we're when we're thinking about topics. and uh, And you and I just start having these long conversations. Over text, you know, and and I'm just like, man, this is so great that we don't we don't see eye to eye right. <clears throat> on on most things. Right. But we can sit here and have these conversations. Right. And 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 I know that I'm not going to change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind, right. but you don't completely shut down and like, no, that's that's just nonsense. I'm not going to listen to that. You yeah. Uh, and both of us tried to look at things from each other's point of view in, to some extent. Right. Uh, the Octopus Show, that one was interesting. I was like, yeah. why the hell would you watch a documentary about an octopus? Right. Uh, right. That that threw me for a loop for sure. <laughs> right, well, it was pretty good, right? It was. It turned very out to be. It, yeah. it turned
0: out to be pretty good. Right. and most of them are. You know, if you see them on Netflix, they're usually very well produced. And like I said, it won an Oscar, so <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, somebody, yeah, and, it, uh,
1: somebody besides
0: us thought it was good. Um, but like you said, I saw right away. Well, once it became uh, pretty much a duo between us and we were discussing things, your perspective and my perspective, and I think it kind of agitated you at first when I told you we're complete opposites, like our mentalities just don't click. And uh, I think you kind of put some resistance to that at first, you know, when we talked about it, but uh, it's one of the things that I kind of now embrace on the show because I like trying to point out the differences because I see us. Really, as almost total opposites. Some of my friends even call us the odd couple. <laughs> the odd yeah, couple. Like, oh, that's gosh. funny. We are yeah. total opposites. But that's, that. I think, to me, that's what makes
1: this thing great. It's right. two people that have, you know, we, we have very, very different jobs, we have very different um, uh, approach to life. Really, you know, yes, the the story that that uh, that I told you about that guy at that party, you know, he was just kind of being crazy to people. I, You know, I, to me, it was a it, it was It was life changing for me in a sense that I was able to engage this person, but not get into a fight with him. I was just there to try to understand why he was being like that. Granted, he was he was drunk, but, you know, you're not going to get any logic out of out of a a drunk person. Uh, How
0: an unreasonable mm person.
1: Right, right. Exactly. And and that wasn't my point was to was find any reason. It, essentially, it was just for him to stop being, uh, you know, offensive to others there at the party. And, you know, it, it took it took a little bit of my time. Uh, but I got I got something out of it, knowing that I was able to, uh, you know, kind of understand and, and listen to him but uh you were just like no absolutely not that's no i would have just thrown the guy out of there and well, we're, I mean, we're, about we're done whose,
0: whose feelings are you are uh, you're, you're there with other friends this guy you said had no connection basically to the rest of the people in the party so now you're putting his feelings above everyone else's in the party right i mean the both of us were strangers like to the party okay, okay. That, that that you didn't you made it sound like all of y'all were friends and then it there was, was some well it was just was my neighbor yeah it was problem. my neighbor's house oh uh, okay
1: yeah, my neighbor had known him for many years, and I mean, I I barely met my neighbor for a couple of weeks, and he had invited me over to the party. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it was it was fun for me, right? Because I right. I, you know, pseudo psychology and pseudo like oh, tell me more kind of stuff, right. uh, listening to it, I, I had I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: uh, Boy, but you know this conversation, <laughs> right? The, the conversation,
1: <laughs> the conversation that you and I had around it, you know, I, I that was when I really knew it was like, okay, well, this is how you know Tom. This is how Tom meets things. This is how Tom kind of uh, breaks things down whenever he's troubleshooting things, and you know, that's I, I don't know. What you have going on at work, but that's essentially what well, you I have mean, to do it's at work. Dumb, you talk about you, it all and the it's time. So Amazing,
0: we you know we talk about, uh, and we need to bring up about work. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to drama, make it dramatic. But it, I'm dealing with a life and death situation on a regular basis. I tell you, I had three overdoses yesterday. Yeah, we had to do something right away. I don't have time to sit here and analyze. You know, we got to act now. Take care of the problem now, which is the same way I would have handled that guy. I'm not there to sit there and, and play games and, and and psychoanalyze people. I'm not Dr. Phil, right? I'm there to make a decision right now that's gonna impact your life positively or negatively. So, you know, that's the, the, the angle that I have to come from for most things, right? And that's how I attack them.
1: Absolutely. So, and, uh, it was so crazy. What was it? Uh, Tuesday. So I had a go live. This was a, the, I I sent it out on Twitter, but I had been working on a project probably for the last 14 months in getting this, uh, this bit of software to work a certain way at the hospital. And Tuesday, yesterday was our go live it, right. it, we've been testing it we've been watching it go and it's it's for telemetry mm-hmm. basically you're, you're able to watch patients vitals right. every minute of every hour you know, making right. sure that everything is working as it should right. and it all this information is being mm-hmm. saved uh on on our servers and stuff so uh it went live it Almost went off without a hitch. We had a couple of hiccups. We were able to take a break, and we go down So Let me finish the, the story. Let okay, okay.
0: So, as people that follow <laughs> us on Twitter, they might have seen that I had the pleasure of being interviewed on another podcast, the Out You're on My Hair podcast. It's about 80s music, 80 stars. And they were doing—commemorating uh, the birthday of Ronnie James Dio. And I had shared a story previously about seeing him in the airport, my brush with greatness— so to speak right they really enjoyed seeing it on twitter so they asked me to come on and share it for their annual birthday show i shared it you know i'm like man i'll probably never run across somebody of that magnitude of that stardom again right well lo and behold as soon as that podcast came out you're talking about your go live experience at the hospital i'm walking through the hospital I, one of the overdoses that i made this 16 year old kid yesterday back from the brink of life The hospital was giving us a hard time. They were acting like real jerks there for some reason. So I was not in very good mood. I'm walking through, and lo and behold, I hear my name being called. Now, that happens sometimes. You know, other firemen will see you scream out your name and yell it out. But it was like, I know that voice, right? And I turn (laughs) around, and I look, and lo and behold, a a star that eclipsed Ronnie James Deal himself... (laughs) Is there waving at me? Oh my I'm god! I'm like starstruck. I almost fainted. Like you see those girls when they would see the <laughs> the, the the videos and when they <laughs> see the Beatles coming off the plane in black and white, and they would just faint and just fall down right there. That's what I almost did oh, when I man. saw you. Oh, Me I mean, your way. I'm used to you telling me you're on the you know way on the southwest side or southeast yep. side. Yeah. Uh, well, we're up there on the very far north of town you're the yeah. last person i'd ever expect to see there at that hospital same I here you, right oh so man he now i'm just waiting for the day i can share the story i actually saw you on the call another brush with greatness yeah uh, i still haven't gotten over it my heart's still in blood <laughs> and oh, first. Man. So I, I don't know i don't think i'll ever get over that moment
1: You know, that day I was so I couldn't sleep the night before because I was so nervous in anticipation for this go live. I hadn't eaten all day. I didn't eat that day until about three o'clock back when I got back to my house. I was so hungry and so thirsty. And my team that was there with me, they were like, Hey, let's go down to the cafe and you know, at least get some water. I had some water and you know as we're walking into that main area, I see I see what I thought was you, and I was like, No way, this guy's pushing a stretcher, and and I'm right. like, no, it can't be him. And kind of the same thing. I was like, oh my god. And I was like, look at old Tom Monkey over there. Hey, and yeah. he turns around quick. He's like, hey, and yeah. my team was like, You know that guy? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, oh man, that's Tom the Blade. <laughs> and you know, only two or three uh, of the people were like, "Oh, that's the guy from your podcast." I was like, oh, "Yeah, they knew you had a podcast." Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure you tell everybody. I, 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 I have to, <laughs> I have to get the numbers up, man. I have to tell the number. <laughs> I'm out there, day. you know, hype man for the show. But oh uh, no, yeah, I was like, yeah, that you know, I was telling him a little bit about you too. I was like, you know, he's been 25 years. Uh This is one of 15 jobs <laughs> that he has. And they're like dang what else does he do i was like he's a personal trainer he's a motivational speaker he works for the fire department i mean he has a t-shirt business i mean this guy does everything. he's a writer uh you know, this guy never sleeps and they're just like wow he's nuts and then you know they were all like wow you didn't get to go talk to him and i was like he's working you know i can't go i can't you know this is famous people you can't you know just <laughs> shake their hands as they're working, you know, you gotta let them be. Just observe them in their natural habitat. Uh but yeah, it was fantastic seeing you out there, man. I, after after I saw you and I got my water, that's when everything we went back to our uh our station where we were where we were at in our little office area. And that's when everything Honestly, truly and honestly, it was after that moment when we got back to our desk, everything started to click. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, The team that I was with, they were focused on finding out what this one little issue was that we had. And, you know, they they really kind of sunk their teeth into it and they figured it out same day and everything is running smooth. We ran reports today, seeing what the numbers look like, making sure that uh, the nurses are okay with this new workflow that they have, because it's going to affect the emergency department in in the hospital. And it was just a wonderful feeling, man. I was on such a high when I got home. Uh, You know, I was just, uh, (laughs) unfortunately for me, I was so hungry. I just started, like, I went through the refrigerator and I ate all the kids' grapes. I ate like three oranges. I I think I made myself sick just eating, just eating everything I could find. Um, But, you know, I slept so heavy last night. I woke up this morning. I felt fantastic. Uh, You know, I I sent our our status updates this morning all that like I said, all the numbers looked fantastic. Everything is working as it should. And now we have uh, 12 more hospitals to do this to. Oh, so this was the very first one. And we're gonna be doing it to the rest. And you know, like I said in that that tweet that I sent out, everything is about analytics and statistics and that's what's helping save those folks lives uh wh- whenever they're at the hospital all this data capture data flow it, it it's amazing what you can do with it once you start putting it into visible numbers for the people that know how to react to these things can see it and make sure that you're okay
0: good well i'm glad you it turned out well for you that was awesome it was a great experience and and you know i'm, I'm laughing but that no, was great seeing you out there uh, like i said it was such a shock to me but you know hey man to see a, I i was kind of having a bad i was kind of like i said that whole call was just really getting on my nerves and then to see a friendly face and something you least expected right yeah it kicked really me up right away i texted you right away once we got you know got rid of it delivered him to the hospital to the to The staff, like, I felt bad that I couldn't stop and say, Hey, you know, what's going on, and grab something, a snack to eat with you, whatever. But you know, you're busy, I was busy, that's just the way it goes. But it was good seeing you, yesterday.
1: it was man, it was fantastic. And <laughs> when uh, you had your hat on, I almost didn't recognize you, I, like, I didn't have it, on no hat. Way. yeah, you did. I don't wear it, I swear hat. you had it, no, no you. Was it your partner that had a hat on there? No, one of y'all was wearing a hat. Oh, no, we don't. I don't know. That. Maybe I was so dazed, man. I was just like, <laughs> "Hey, man, that's Tom Mookie." <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was it was great, great, right. great day. And you know, for for our fiftieth show, you know, what what were you doing? Because I know I don't think you had been on the show just yet. Um, So what were you doing before you you came on the show like weeks before? I know you had said you were you were working with some of your coworkers and friends that were going through some rough situations, everything, you know, us asking you to be on the show was just kind of a culmination of of everything that had been going on. You know, what was going on before that? What what was it that you were doing? Well, I'll tell you, I'll
0: put it like this. Basically, I was kind of like in a rut. And I'd been in a rut uh, <laughs> for probably a decade, right? There were things I wanted to do. I was working on my book. Um, of course, I was working out training. I've always been, uh, whether I used to train for the marathon, like from 90 to 96. Then from 96, when I joined the fire department, that's when I got to actually lifting weights and working out. So I've always Maintain that level of consistency, but as far as like deciding what I wanted to do with my life and all this way, I was like in a real rut. Um, with no direct plan. I just said, you know what? I'm in the fire department. I'm just going till like, I write out my retirement. You know, and and just basically, I was just floating through life. Um, when you first contacted me, like I said, you know, I was kind of like, Damn, what's up with these dudes? Right? Like, I really didn't want to do it, but I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of like really cool that somebody would reach out to me like that. I said, you know what? They, they, they made the effort to reach out to me. I'll go on, talk, see what it, you know. You know what, what's the worst that can happen, right? Um, And we did it, and I was very uncomfortable, right? And I think probably, if, I had not gone back and listened to it, but if I did, I could pro- probably be able to tell that I was uncomfortable. Because uh, you never know what to say, right? You always think you're gonna go on and just talk. It never works like that. So, you know, we did the show I enjoyed it, even though I was uncomfortable, I enjoyed it, right? And uh, I liked you guys a lot, you know, just getting to know you then. Uh, And I was trying to catch more of your shows, and I noticed you weren't coming on consistently, right? You were, like, kind of, like, sporadic. And that's when I reached out to you. I said, hey, well, (laughs) I said, if you ever need somebody to come on again, you know, feel free to call me. You know, I'll I'll come on again. You know, I'll share some more stories, you know, i got some stories that I can tell. And you said, okay. And you had me back on. and, uh, And then... I enjoyed it again so much. I was like, you know what? And my friends were like, they enjoyed hearing me tell us a couple of stories because they recognized these stories. And, then, and I was like, then the, the seed started playing in my head. I can not even tell my wife. I said, you know what? I'm going to get on that show I'm going to be a host on that show <laughs> I'm going to turn into a co-host I hope that was uh, at
1: these two weeks Of
0: affirmations that you wrote down I will be a host on that show <laughs> You thought it was your idea that I was going to be No, I already told my wife <laughs> I'm going to get on that show right? Because I started realizing, hey man you know Some of the things that I tell these people When I'm working out with some of the things I tell my friend I can tell them on the show I can share these things Maybe I can reach out to more people You know Maybe, you know, in a, in, a, in a universal way, like God's trying to tell me I need to do something, right? And then as I came on and y'all started asking me questions about things I'd like to do, well, I I was being truthful and honest about the things i really like to do. And, I, and as I would say them, I was like, you know what? I'm saying these things and I'm putting them out there and I'm telling people they can do whatever they want to do. But you know what? I'm not doing it, right? I'm kind of in a way being a hypocrite. There's all these things that I want to do, that I've always wanted to do, but yet I haven't done them. Why? There's no reason why I haven't done it. So in a large part and I've always told you that I give you and and Shane and the show a lot of credit because I felt like I said it, I put it out there. I've got to live up to it, right? I'm telling people they can do it. Well, there's only one way to make them believe it, and that's for me to do it as well, right? Do those things that I've talked about doing, and that's exactly what I set out to do. Ever since then, you know, just, uh, I don't know if you can tell. I don't know if if I'm exact. I've become almost like an unstoppable machine. I'm not going to stop until I get to where I want to go and I can show people, not so much even for me, but just to show other people, look, I said I was going to do this and I did it. You you decide you're going to do this. You've got this goal. You've got this why. You've got your why. You can do it. So for no other reason, not only for myself but just to show people and just to sit there as proof and as a a stamp or or some type of uh trophy just to slam down on the desk and say look i did it you can do it too not like oh look at me look what i did no look what you can do so i credit the show a lot with uh i did get my personal training certificate, but i was just kind of it's just hanging on the wall really it was just a decoration right i put it to use i went out there Got the job, started training people, put my all into it so that I could go out on my own. So I, got on my, I did that. I got a place to go, which, by the way, next week, when I have a huge update on the status of the Stay Sharp personal training.
1: Uh-oh. Um, I would
0: share it today, but I want to share it with my clients first. So I don't want them to Absolutely. hear it on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. But,
0: yeah, all these things, it's not like I say. It's not for me to to, to uh, gloat or nothing. It's, it's all the as proof, as living proof that, Yes. Whatever you say you can do, if you put your mind to it, right? We talked about it at the beginning, show. either you're a victim or a victim. I'm not going to let COVID stop me. I'm not going to let lack of sleep, tired, my 15 other job. No, I decided I'm going to be a victim. You decide. You're going to be a victim. You can do it, and I'm going to show you it can be done.
1: And, you know, the <laughs> – I'm going to fire you up all over again because I'm going to keep referring back to that
0: Mike Tyson book. No, you, it, you know, it all I mean, starts. You know, I laugh about, it, but I I do like Mike Tyson. And I and I root for him, and I wish him the best.
1: You know, and and it it was kind of coincidental that I started reading the book because a lot of the books that I read are about um, uh, self awareness and kind of psychology, self psychology to to help yourself and, mm-hmm. and and to motivate yourself and i was like you know what i'm gonna take a break from these books and i'm just gonna re- I'm i'm gonna listen because i like listening to autobiographies right. from time to time yeah and uh i forgot i think it was on the radio um hidden brain maybe i was listening to and they just happened to be talking about um Affirmations, the power of affirmations right. and the the power of creating a goal and never telling anyone about it, because sometimes when you when you make a goal and you broadcast it out to the world it you have a sense of accomplishment already in the fact that you've told people that you're going to do it from sometimes people think oh well it's going to hold me accountable by me broadcasting it out this way for some people yes it does for others it it kind of is a a release that oh i've already accomplished half of what i said i was going to do because i'm telling everyone about it so um what I had started doing recently, because I had heard about this before in the past, and I was sometimes someone that would, you know, tell my goals, even, you know, even to my wife, hey, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I noticed that when it there were big goals that I had set up for myself and I told my wife, I didn't always – get through to it. So, I started running again after my toe had healed and you know, I was running 2 and 3 miles here and there, but my ultimate goal was to run a full on marathon. Right. And and I I it's still a goal of mine, but it's a long-term goal. But I'm um, leading up to that, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just going to go out and run. And on the long runs, when I would do, you know, seven and eight miles, I wouldn't tell my wife, I was just, hey, I'm going out for a run. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in about an hour or so. And that was when I was hitting my my longest, my longest runs. This last one that I did, you know, it was almost 12 miles. I saw that. And, you know, I, I didn't tell her that I was gonna run that far. I didn't even tell myself I was gonna run that far. I was like, maybe six miles and I'll come back but i was feeling great at 6 miles so i just kept pushing it and i just kept going i was like all right let me see i'm going to i'm going to empty the tank today i and just and i did oh my goodness when i got home i felt sick I, my body, like I had never in my life run that far. Um, I've never biked that far. And when I got home, you know, I I felt sick. I was just drinking as much water as I could. And maybe it was because I drank so much water so fast. I had a PD of light, you know, I still felt nauseous. I went and sat in the shower for a while just to try to recover, uh, switching it from warm to cold and then just sitting in the cold water. And finally, I started to feel better. And I was like, wow, I, I, I it, it was a sense of accomplishment. But at the same time, what did I just do to my body? My brain was like, you made yes, it better is what you did. keep going. It's not right? used to that. It's not. It's not. And the the breakthrough um that that I felt that sensation that I felt once once I was out of you know feeling like the world was yeah. spinning for me um, you know I, I began just like you had you had mentioned in one of the episodes Whenever you, you know, after you get out of the shower, after you, you know, you kind of recover to whatever, if you can't write, then start stretching. And that's exactly what I did, you know, just little stretches here and there, uh, stretching out my legs, you know, doing everything. But I've I've decided that those really long runs like that are going to happen once a month. But I'm going to try to do, you know several several miles uh, a day just to just to keep the momentum because it, it feels great and i crave that that running sensation that runner's high i guess if you will it, I, I never really never really ran that far never saw myself as a runner but i absolutely love doing that and well, now you are a runner n- yes now so i s- am.
0: now you see yourself as a runner Right? absolutely that old that old way of looking at yourself that's over with right that's today's right. a new day that's in the past right just like we hit episode 50 everything before then you know episode 49 through one that's all over mm-hmm. with right mm-hmm. we're moving on you're now no longer gonna look at yourself i'm not a runner i can't do this i can't do that you can do it right you've proven that right you survived you went you put your body through yes, hell basically
1: i survived right? so what
0: for you was hell you survived right you sure it hurt, maybe your knee hurt, maybe your toe hurt, whatever, right? Regardless, it was gonna hurt, but you got something for it. You made that pain pay off for you, just like anything that when you're there and you're working out at the gym and you feel those reps, you feel that burn, make it mean something. And that's what you did. You ran your 11 miles, you, you felt like crap. Next time when you run that 11, you were not gonna feel like crap, right? Cause you've already been through that sensation. You've already accustomed your body. You told your body, who's boss, you run you, not your body, right? Uh, one of the things we talk about the intermittent fasting, and one of the things that I, I like that Eric Thomas said, one of the best things about intermittent fasting is you tell your body, no, you eat when I tell you to eat, right? You don't get hungry in the middle of the day and start telling me it's time to feed you. No, you're going to eat when I tell you to eat. I run things. Your brain, your brain is the most powerful thing in the universe. You let you, you run you. Nobody else runs you, not even your body. Your brain is where your mind, where your soul, that's what's going to run. You tell your body what to do. It's not the other way around. You take ownership, right? Same thing we're talking about. It always comes out. You take ownership. Not even your body's going to tell you what to do. Your knee hurts a little bit, so what? It's going to hurt no matter what. Once you got to that point where your knee hurts, you just keep going. It's going to hurt. But then, you know, you could have gone home, sulked about it, cried because your knee hurt, All this, I can't do that. When (laughs) you kept going, it's still going to hurt anyway, but yet you accomplished something. You showed your body, hey, look, You can show me all these little signs, all these little things are trying to make me quit because you don't feel like doing it. But no, it doesn't work that way. I'm taking ownership. I'm going to make it happen. And that's all there is to it.
1: The funny thing is, is that, I mean, I had gotten close to my house to finish off my run, but I was like, I still have a little bit more left. So I ran down the block as far as I could. Until, you know, I, I I was getting nauseous as I was running. So I was like, oh, damn it. Maybe I just let me run back. And I was just, I mean, just kind of, it wasn't a walk. It was just like a, a steady, you know, foot in front of the other with still some pace to it. Right. When I got in front of my house, I sat down in front of my truck and I laid down. And I was just, I was done i had i had set out water in the back of my truck and i picked it up and i just like poured it over myself and started to drink some and i had to sit up really quickly because like i started to get dizzy and stuff but i was just like that's i knew i was like i i put it i left it all out on the pavement because i you know i just i ran until i couldn't run anymore
0: and I kept running, <laughs> man. Course, what? <laughs> course, yeah, I, I felt like
1: running. I really did, man. <laughs> I woke up early. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I got me some coffee, and I was just like, I'm gonna get out there and run. Uh, I even took a bottle of water with me, cause like I, I was like, I, I'm gonna run. Like I said, at least six miles, and and then I never really take any water with me. I ran into one lady that um, she was also running, and she had on this Batman utility belt with all these little right. bottles of water. And you know, she gave me the little head nod because she saw me with one my one bottle of water. She must have been thinking, oh, this newbie is out here running with his bottle." But, of you water.
0: know, and you know, like I said, I used to run a lot myself. That's one of the hardest things to account for is having water. You know, because you take off. Um, mm-hmm. You, you can't walk, run around with a jug, right? So that, that was always yeah. one of the hardest things to to account for to make sure you had water available to you.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was drinking. I would take a, a sip every mile. Like I, my, I had my app going as soon as it told me, you know, you hit this mile. All right. Take a sip of water <clears throat> and just keep running. It lasted me about mile seven and i was done with the bottle i had to crunch it and put it in my pocket but yeah it was it was an amazing i i felt great it was an amazing run for me um i couldn't believe that i had run that far um my 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 legs didn't fully recover until maybe monday to where i didn't feel sore and like Mm. wobbly when i walked so yeah legs definitely got stronger and uh you know getting back out there as soon as i can
0: okay good job man like i said when i saw you post that i was very proud of you um i was happy for you because i know what that meant to you and i know the work you've been putting in and you know all like i say is a good job man keep it up don't stop the only thing i tell you is next time before you run have a definite goal set this is what i'm going to do right don't just run haphazardly and just wing it no have a goal right? At work, you had certain goals, right? Set up by dates that you wanted to reach certain criteria or certain goals. That's the same thing with it. This is your project, of run, your running project. Set it up in the exact same way, right? And, and do it like that. Do it more focused. You know, don't just go out there and, you know, whatever happens, happens. No, just have a goal. Next time you go out there, you say, I'm going to run 13 miles. That's it. And I am going to do it. And, and just do it like that. Don't just start running it and then, you know, hope for the best. No, decide. This is what I'm going to do, <laughs> and then you just keep building on it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you, I've done it,
0: right? My no, no. Run, I my ran when I, when I did the marathon. My training, my long run was 30 miles. Wow. Right? So that's what I did. You know, wow. and, and that was a month before the marathon because I had nice. a goal. <laughs> so, and, I, and you're not going to doubt this. My goal originally was when I lined up. When I got to that Houston my goal was I was going to win that thing, right? That was it. Then I realized when I did my first run, because you start doing these setups where you run these 10Ks and 15Ks, well, these Nike teams, all these guys from Africa showed up. Oh, man. Dude, it became quite apparent right away. I was never going to win this marathon. (laughs) So my goal goal, immediately switched from winning to a two-hour and 40-minute marathon, and that was my goal. Uh, I didn't reach that either. I did two hours and 53 minutes. And i was like disgusted press i wanted to like jump off the nearest building because i was so upset with myself but uh you know and i and i had a plan and back then you know there was no internet there was no youtube there was nothing that showed you how to do it you had to read the running magazines mm-hmm. and try to find some program that you could fit into your system but nevertheless i did have a program and that's what you have to do that's what you have to do like i said this is your running project set it up like a project you would do where you have these certain time goals you have these certain you want to reach it by a certain time frame, and you'll you'll do it. You will do it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My my efforts going forward is is now timed runs. I want to run for forty minutes. You know, yes. however far I get, twenty minutes, and then twenty minutes back, uh, making sure. And then um, the previous weekend. I ran for time as well. And I think I ran uh, nine, was it nine, nine minutes and 50, 50 second mile for seven miles. I got that one. I felt really good about that one because I was, I was trucking it. I was really, I was really going after that one. But yeah, I was, I didn't have a specific time in mind. I just know that I wanted to beat that 11. I think i was running 11 20s. I wanted to beat that, and and sure enough, I did, and it was uh, you know setting those milestones. Eleven minutes, twenty seconds for per mile. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, I got little legs, so okay. you know, I have to really, I have to really okay. look like uh, look like Speedy Gonzalez. Hey, what, what did I
0: say in the very first episode that came on? Hey, you gotta start somewhere. We all gotta start somewhere. We all started at the beginning right yeah that's what we are we're building on that right that's how we're doing making progress day by day
1: yeah man it's it's something else it's it's definitely a game changer when you start changing your mind your mind Uh, is everything it's it it really is you know there there is something to it there's there's a whole lot and if your listeners you know if you're Thinking about changing something in your life, you have to change it in your mind before you, it, it, yes. it changes on the outside. You have to change what's on the inside before anything on the outside changes. It's a decision. I've said it before. We it said is. It. I've
0: said it in the motivation. If you want to be different, you have to be different. Right? You're not going to get somewhere new doing the same old things. And it's a decision you make. Simple. You can't do the same things you've always done and expect something different. That's that's the exact uh, what well, they say. That's the definition of insanity. Yep. Yeah. yep. Quit being insane. If you want to be different, you have to be different. In a storm,
1: that's for sure. That's for sure. It's it's been something else. I want to say thank you for being consistent. Uh, that's you know this this has probably been one of the most Consistent things that I've done in a while, just outside of reading and trying to to better myself, making sure that this happens every week, you know, started during COVID and, you know, even continue the continuation of this. Um, it's it's still a hobby. It's still something that I love to do. And and it will it will continue to get better as as we get better.
0: I think it will. It will, it will it has to. Right. The, the more experience we gain, the it, it, it's going to get, uh I think our flow will get better, our, our camaraderie. I don't know if people think we'd sit around and hang out, you know, on our holidays. <laughs> Every time we get to talk really is here, right? Yeah. Like I said, seeing you the other day at the hospital is like one of the few times I've ever seen you in person, right? So, you know, yes. it, it, when we get together, you know, they, we're still learning each other. We're still knowing each other. Um and I think things are going along great. Like I said, we, we differ on a lot of things, but so what? You know, I don't hold any of no, your, your, your opinions yeah. or your thoughts against you. You don't hold them against me. And I just think it makes the show better that we are so opposite.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's, uh... <laughs> I still remember back, you know, the first time. Like a yeah, reflection
0: yeah. Uh, episode oh, Is there anything that's happened in these past 50 where you like, you really enjoyed or something that really struck you odd Or you know, what stands out to you? Is there, was there anything that, you really like uh, sticks out as memorable. Uh,
1: you know, I will say the the very first time having you on, and then having that um, that guest that we had that I also follow on Twitter. Uh, she ha- she's the kind of takes care of bees. Right, yeah. That was an interesting episode. Um, very interesting.
0: Learning about those bees and how they're Yes. Sort of Game and of then, Thrones and creating their own queens and stuff like yes. that. Yes, wow.
1: Now there are like everywhere I drive, if I'm driving anywhere that looks remotely country, you see all these beehives that people are taking care of, especially mm-hmm. folks that have those uh, metal buildings, is you know uh, companies that you know they have a pretty good sized plot of land they have several of those beehives and you know she was taught she was telling us about how you get tax breaks with those right you know, take care of bees you and stuff like that. that and i was just like oh that's what they're doing right there Just like having cows on your property now you have bees and so right. so that's pretty cool
0: um and what well, was another thing she said about uh because i asked her about it myself When those people you see with their trucks and tell you how they got the all-natural you know, local honey, and if it's better, and she said, "Oh, it's all BS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so don't be fooled and by the these people.
1: Artificial honey that you get in the packages? Oh, right. That was crazy. But a lot of it, man, is is uh really, you know, we talk about the show being pers- about personal growth right. and, and being a better dad and just being a better person. Uh, I have noticed that I am trying... Different things with my kids, you know, I'm I'm listening more to them. I'm trying, trying my hardest because I'm, I'm not a big video game person, but my son loves playing video games. My yeah. other uh, son has a, just an amazing imagination and he just he loves to draw. And I'm trying to make sure that I, not only am I sharing my personal interests, but I'm also allowing them to share what they enjoy doing with me. Exactly, you know yeah. I'll sit down and i'll I'll try my hardest to play video games and my son's explaining what's going on and everything and by the time i know it i'm dead i'm like right, all right you're gonna man. have to go on without me that was um. one of the
0: most frustrating <laughs> things for me was trying to play uh halo was the big game when my yeah. kids were little that was like the big game and it was you know i was pretty good at work right because in, in our downtime. At one of my side jobs, we would have these big old Halo terrain. I could kick everybody's butt, right? I was a king at work of, of Halo, but when I would get home, my kid was like eight years old. <laughs> I couldn't take a step outside of a building, bam, you know, I was yeah. dead. And it would get so funny, you know, I wanted to ground them, you know, and to freaking, <laughs> you know, punish them for, for killing their dad so quick, but no, man. I, and it was always one of the greatest thrills when they would, you know, kill me like it was nothing, you know, so it was really a good time. Oh, yeah.
1: And, For for some of the other memorable things, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, uh, not hitting record on what turned out to be an amazing episode, Uh, still kicking myself over that, just learning all the little ins and outs of recording and editing and making sure that the the sound quality is there and then you know bringing on the the idea for the motivational mondays you know it's uh all of those there those things really are positive affirmations you know if you're not already listening to them check them out start from number one those those Motivational speeches that you get—it's—it's—it it, can—it's a game changer. It really is. You start to listen into it, and you internalize it. You you begin to really think about it, and you're you're gonna think about it from your own perspective. Exactly. Because it it hits everyone. How does everyone. it apply to you in your life? Exactly. Right? Yeah. It hits everybody differently.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: it it certainly hits me because I listen to the thing four, five, six times before I finally hit enter for it to go live on our on our stream. So, you know, I'm 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 definitely making sure that it's it it sounds good and that the show notes are gonna be good, but certainly, you know, making sure that everything is up to my standard and trying to make my standards a little bit better as well, to make sure that this show stays entertaining. And what we're talking about is what I'm actually doing. I am going out there and really pushing myself to do that 1% more, to, to really make myself uncomfortable to see what I can do and push my limitations.
0: Right. No, yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned the Motivational Mondays. I remember that first time you <laughs> you approached me about it. You're like, yeah, I know you got eight jobs. You're working on this. You're up all night. <laughs> but I need you to write something for every Monday so we can put out a show every Monday. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if you thought it like I just sit down and write it in five minutes. You know, there's a lot no, of people that do no. it. You know, a lot of, you know, actually do some research for each one. I'm going to do it. Uh, the ones for the July Fourth Independence Day, you know I had to go through pull up the Constitution because I wanted to tie in the actual reading of the Constitution to it in somehow. and but so, yeah, it's a you know, it, it's a big workload, just coming up with one each week, especially because like I tell you, the only time I have to do it is really about two or three o'clock in the morning where I have to sit down, try to work with nothing else is bothering me where I can try to focus on an idea come up with something that's halfway uh, intelligent, makes some sense, like you said, that you can apply. It's not, it's not all about working out. It's not about, it. it's about how you can apply it to make yourself better in whatever your endeavor is. So uh, it's tough, but for me, like I take. I look at it as a challenge, right? So I'm already trying to formulate ideas for the one that I'm gonna write on monday right and i don't if people think either that you know i sit down on monday morning no it's done sometimes like on the friday or the thursday night i have to ride it then i have to find some time where i sound halfway coherent where i'm not <laughs> drowsy and asleep where i can record it and then you have to record it like 10 times because i keep making a mistake and i keep you know spitting on the mic and and ruining <laughs> it or some dog barks or car you know it, 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 it and luckily because if you're editing it sounds like it just it's simple right and that's how we wanted the sound that's one right. side it was just a simple we sat down we recorded knocked it out in one flash it's it, as we all know in life things are never that easy they're never as easy as they seem. seen they only seem that way because of all of the hard work that we both put into it and you know the harder we work the easier it looks right mm-hmm. so i take uh great pride in that, that it does sound like it's so easy, like we just sat down and, and it just flows with no problem. That's because we worked really hard to make it sound that way.
1: That's right. We worked super hard. Super, super hard. Oh right. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's, this isn't a five-minute show, that's for sure. All right. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, with that being said, I'd like to Thank all of our guests that we've had in the past. Thank all of our listeners. Thanks, Shane. Um, yeah, this you know, send a shout out to Shane. Thank right. you. I, I actually talked to him today uh, on okay. chat for work, and you know he's doing good. Everything's going good for him. He's just everything's gonna start picking up again. Kids going back to school and right. stuff. Uh, he's. Uh, I think he said he was going on vacation with with the family here in Dang. a couple of weeks. So, yeah, everything's everything's looking good. I want to send a super special shout out also to one of our super fans, Miss Donna. I, and I'm Donna's not awesome. not sure pronouncing your last name right? is it Klauser? Klauser? Okay. But Donna, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. All of your wins, I'm taking them on as my wins. And that's pushing me to get out there and make sure that I'm running, make sure that I'm doing what anything that I can do to better my work self, my personal self, my fitness self. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Drew Zachman out there from song so wrong. Thank Did you, you see so me wearing much. wearing your shirt the
0: other day. Repping, yes, repping I was his, jealous. Podcast. I, know, I yeah. didn't get
1: one. What's up with that Drew, <laughs> Hey, man?
0: Um and then also
1: Friggins, you know, he's yes. been on the show.
0: Who's going to yeah. join us when we do our Game of Thrones spectacular? Yes. I can't wait. Yes,
1: I'm ready for that. That's okay. been that's been a roller coaster of a show, but we'll get into that only that episode. Right. Uh but yeah. Thank you so much to everybody that has new and old listeners. Uh, thanks for for listening. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Thanks for coming back. Oh. You know, drop us a line. Give yeah. us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you want to be a host or a guest on the uh, on the show. Oh. We'll get you on there. We'll talk about something. How. You know, how this show has impacted you, what you're doing to get better, anything, you know, it it would be fantastic to get some real life folks that have listened to the show onto the show so we can pick your brain and see what's
0: going on. Yeah, let me throw in a few shout-outs of my own since this is our 50th show. Hey, a oh, big shout-out to Carlos, right? He hooked us up with yes. all the shirts, the, 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 the hoodies that we had, the giveaway from our big contest, when we, you know, got the new nickname. He's been nothing but a big supporter of the show. He always, you know, has good advice, good uh, comments for me. He, we're always talking about things on the show. Um, he's always been there. He's been there for me personally, no matter what I've been doing in, in any – aspect as far as uh when i used to do my own t-shirts now that i'm doing the shirts for stay sharp personal training he's right there with me you know he got involved with the uh, fundraiser for the ms that's yeah. right I mean, they, that he did, is that's not right. just talking that's not just making sure that's putting his butt <laughs> but he literally put his butt on the line by getting on a bike and training for that thing yeah i got ringed out for whatever he put in the effort he put in the time uh and like y'all want to also offer a big shout out to don she's always got good uh positive things to say right and i'm always mentioning about i'm building an army slowly we're building an army we're going to wage war against average we're going to wage war against mediocrity little by little our army is going to grow and we're going to make it one if we can all get one percent better we're going to get there we're going to make we can make a positive impact on people and this world i mean it i say it i don't say it just to, just to throw it out there like some kind of bs statement that's why i go through the trouble of writing was Motivational Mondays. You never know who you're going to inspire. You never know who you're going to inspire to do something that's going to have an even greater impact than anything you can do. Um, I'd also like to send a shout-out, yeah, to, to, to Drew, to Friggins. Also, I'm not sure what day this is going to be if this is, this is coming out on Thursday the 15th. A special shout-out to my wife. It's our 26th wedding anniversary. Whoa. So I'll just just for her putting up with me all these years i mean you have a hard time putting up with me once a week this woman's been putting <laughs> up with me every day every week for 26 years uh and i just want to thank her for being there taking care of my family you know i'm busy a lot of times so oh, my yeah. wife's the one i've got wonderful family wonderful kids and a lot of that i owe to my wife she does an amazing job she never complains she's always been supportive of me um you know, honestly, if it had been anybody else, nobody else would have put up with all of my antics, you know, just as wild and just as loud and just as confrontational as I, I get on the show. Imagine me in real life, right? And then in movie theaters. And... <laughs> yeah, she's been there to Oh, and speaking oh of, one of the wildest things, I promised them last week, we didn't get to it today. So we're going to kick off the next 50 with that story that I told you is the wildest story that I, I I'm not going to say I ever told because I've never told this story. And it is wild. It's the craziest thing. Whatever you think of any of the wild stories I've told you in the past, this, like, triples it. So I had promised oh, we were going to tell it. Oh, man. But we're going to have to save it. Apparently, you know, we we went over. We talked too long today. But we'll definitely share it. Maybe that's how we'll kick off the next 50. But it's a wild story. I really look forward to sharing it because it, uh, it's a story that must be told. Yeah, and
1: I didn't mean to not send that shout out to Carlos. I I can't thank him enough for everything that he's done for us. You know, when my grandfather passed away, he made those amazing pictures for us uh, with l- almost no notice um, during our, the Houston freeze that we had here. And then you know just the motivational stories that he's given us hey you know i get out there and i'm using what you're talking about and hey let me get to this next fire hydrant that sticks in my head when i'm running hey let me get to this next stop sign let me get to this next uh you know fire hydrant and you know what i tried running on gravel it isn't any better because that was one of his recommendations stop running on the concrete and find some gravel mm most of that stuff is uneven, and you twist your ankle on that. I didn't care for it. Um, it, it it was softer. I'll give him that 100%. Uh, but, man, I guess just the area that I was running in, it was atrocious. And there's <laughs> all kinds of dimples and divots and holes. And But, yeah so thank him i I can't thank him enough and then you know for being a a a supporter of the show a sponsor of the show amazing amazing guy i met him you know a couple of times and you know he's been always been incredibly welcoming and i appreciate him so so much
0: right and one last shout out i want to give to you and the show itself because if it had not been for the show there would be no stay sharp personal training and like I said, I'm very proud of it. I'm proud that, it, you know, finally getting it going. Like I said, next week, I hope to have, well, I, I do have a major announcement involving the State Shop Personal Training. I can't wait to share it. I'm so excited about how things are moving. Um, and I'm telling you, things have just happened today. Today, as we speak, and when I got home, I just got through uh, in discussions with somebody. So things are moving. I almost feel like I'm going through life like flying by the seat of my pants, right? That something's always happening with something. Um, and I finally do, you know, at one point during the show, I don't know if you remember when y'all asked me some of my goals that I was working for, and I talked about my book that I was writing. Yes. At the time, I had said that I wanted to have it all done by June, which June's gone. And it, once I started training, you know, I, I just, I couldn't make time for it anymore. I couldn't write for it. I started writing, you know, the motivational But I finally started down. I finally now that i'm starting to see how my time frames work i'm starting to be able to put time in so i'm back at it um, i don't have an exact time goal but i need to do that's the first thing i do: have a time goal for when i want to get to certain points of it but i am working on i'm excited about that so man um i credit the show i credit you i credit Shane for a lot of the success that i'm i'm starting to have and everything's moving in such a positive direction and i'm excited man so when the episode 100 comes and it will come The things we're going to be talking about then Is going to be even greater We're going to have a a much uh, Bigger impact that we're going to be able to talk about Absolutely I'm very excited about that
1: Absolutely So yeah, thank you so much Everybody for hanging out with us Don't forget to download Last week's episode number 49 This is Episode number 50
0: Wow. Download uh, Monday's motivational episode. Ah, uh, yes. About the climb. We're talking about, hey, man, we've gotten to this mountain peak, but hey, there's even more bigger, better mountains out there. Beautiful. They're going to be harder to climb, going to be harder to get up there, but we're going to get up there and the view is going to be even more spectacular.
1: That's absolutely true. Absolutely correct. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. And we will talk
0: to you next week. All right, everybody, stay sharp. Everybody's got to start at the beginning. That's what it is.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your hosts, Frank Shane, aka Gristle, and our new host, Tom Mungia, aka To Be Determined.